Jesus. Let's love him one more time all over the house. Pastor Moore's coming right now. Everybody say, jump on him, Jesus. Bless him in the name of the Lord. Touch the Praise word Lord, of God. church. Great hearts. to be here on this Wednesday night. In the presence of the one that can definitely search us and try us. To find out if there's any wicked way. He'll know what we're made of what we really believe what we're willing to give ourselves to who we're willing to obey praise God amen but we're serving a very merciful and long-suffering God here tonight Malachi 3 and 7 Malachi 3 and 7. We fixed to find out. Hallelujah. Praise God. Even from the days of your fathers, you're gone away from my ordinance. And have not kept them, return unto me, and I will return unto you. Saith the Lord of hosts. But he said, Wherein shall we return? This is about the sixth time they have made this the word in, framing and rebuttal against God. Questioning a man about their condition and what they had been doing. Will a man rob God? Yet he have robbed me. But he say, Wherein have we, we robbed thee? In tithes and offering. Anybody got an idea what we're going to talk about tonight? I've been telling you for a few months. You know, it's amazing to me that people will pay high money, and that's good, to go and listen to a financial advisor. But when you make your money at the house of God, the atmosphere just seems to change. When actually we receive out of the Word of God with the greatest benefits than anybody could offer. assurance and the comforts and uh, just knowing he's going to help us. And tithes and offerings ye are cursed with a curse for ye have robbed me even this whole nation. Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be meat in my house and prove the only time in scripture that God tells Israel to prove him. It's over money. Can I give us a little insight here? You know this topic ought to excite apostolic Pentecostal people. Because if anybody gets it right with tithing and offerings... It's the good old apostolic one God-believing people that knows where the tithes ought to go and has a revelation understanding where the blessings come from through the offerings. And prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that there shall not be room enough to receive it. Man, if the right financial guy called us up and say, hey, look, every dollar you can invest into my little situation, I promise you a hundred. 
There's going to be some, I ain't going to say that. I'm going to be kind. I'm going to be gentle. The message, this topic is actually in the scriptures. And as we go back and re-anchor and settle some things, it's actually a message of great blessings. There is a guarantee in this from the Lord, not from man. And you know what? I don't believe there's anywhere in the scriptures where it says, well, it just depends on what geographical location you're at, what color your skin is, what level of education you got. They just something about obedience. They just something about loving and keeping the ordinance or commandments or statutes. We've been on it. We're just tying it all together. It all just works together. You can't love Acts 2.38 without loving this. You got a problem with this, you probably need to experience Acts 2.38. Now, Lord, I said I'm going to be good. I'm, I promise you, I'm, 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 I'm going to be kind to general. I know this is a tough topic. Amen. This may top one of the top, if not the top. Divorce falls right there behind it. <laughs> but they're still among us. But I'm telling you, folks, man, you deal with folks' money, man, you, you, you find out what they're made of quick. But Brother Ford doesn't mention where your treasures is at, where you make investments, where you make sure it gets done if nothing else gets done. Okay? Lord, we love you tonight and appreciate you so much. God, I'm asking to help me to set the stage for this tonight. We want to preach this in such a way, in such a manner. Bring it across as the Word of God's taught us. The real beauty of it. The real power of it. As we just humble ourselves here on this Wednesday night. God, as we have studied and sought you today to help us. We're not preaching this to be offensive to no one. We're not picking on no one. We're not singling no one out. But God, I do believe that you want to bless this church financially this year like never before. And I believe, God, this message tonight will be the launching pad, the response, the obedience, the readiness to hear it, the readiness to start even this night to obey it make all the difference in the outcome of some souls in this house tonight and not just in this house but those that hear it across the airways this is the greatest financial plan that man's ever been given and God you help us you help us God to, to obey it to, to allow it to captivate our minds our hearts our spirit and by faith by faith God we'd obey it and see the results of it Giving you the honor for it in Jesus' name. Lord bless you and may be seated. Honestly, tonight I want to be kind and careful. I realize when you talk about money, did you know I've never taught on tithes in this church? Not like I am tonight. My 20-something years of pastoring, I've never taught on tithes and offerings because it's such a topic and preachers have received the handle of just wanting money. So I've always kind of just avoided it and went around it. And, and probably to, uh, to some measure, probably to the harm of some of you. And uh, so tonight, we're going to address it. Uh, I've realized and several months ago, as just in prayer and studying of the Word of God and... and uh, that this needs to be addressed. We need to understand the seriousness of this. But not only the seriousness side of this. I'm not one of these preachers that scare people. I'm not one of these preachers that start preaching damnation or death and things of this. I'm not a big fan of all of that. All that's God's business. Uh, I promise you this. He gets no glory out of the wicked dying. He's, his intent is for us to be blessed. His intent for, is, is not his will for us to have to struggle. 
He may have, I believe even in the financial realms, that doesn't mean that we have to drive what everybody else drives and live in what everybody else lives in. But I do believe that God, he's got a plan here. In fact, if Israel followed this plan and kept the, their, their chosen king out of the situation, they'd have been far better off. In fact, if, if somehow today, if I could just miraculously change our government and just let the church rule in all the areas. How many would you rather pay? Now, you're paying your taxes, you're doing your taxes. How many of you only pay 10%? That's all God asked for. Right off the bat, man, that looks like a better plan immediately. I don't know. I, I don't have a lot. I just, you know. But probably most of us pay, well, we probably shot what we pay in taxes when you get to figuring it all up in all the areas where you pay it. And uh, I'm not against that. I'm not. Uh, there's a lot of benefits. Uh, do I agree with every penny? No. But you probably don't agree with every penny I spend either. <laughs> most of you would say, he don't need them old dumb deer dogs. He ain't got time to hunt. I've had some to kind of make remarks like that. <laughs> That's okay, <laughs> you know. Anyway, uh, let's talk. Let's look at this. We do know this. Every group, every organization, any kind of business, it's got to have what to operate. Got to have finances. So God set up a plan. He set up a plan a long time before uh, a lot of other things were instituted. He set up, and he has not changed that plan since that very beginning of time. When he set it up with, with Abraham. So I want, to, I want to address a couple of things before we go to this last chapter, the very ch uh, verses I read to you tonight. First of all, I want to establish in all of our hearts, our minds, and spirits tonight uh, that tithing is biblical. It's from God. And you heard the scriptures tonight. Now, we know that thieves and robbers are not going to heaven. Okay? Revelation makes it clear to us. Okay? Malachi made it clear to us. If, if we don't fulfill this. Now, I pray, God, you anchor me in this pulpit tonight to help pull some of you out of some pits. <laughs> Because I believe some of you in your financial situations is because you're not doing some things according to this Bible. And it doesn't matter what gimmicks, what directions, and what you try to do. It's never going to work. Until you, as an apostolic, and claim to have the Holy Ghost, start handling your money like the book says to handle it. And you can beat me up. You can try to beat God up. And you can walk out of here mad, or you can be glad, or you can do whatever. But it's not going to change it. Again, I'm not being ugly. I'm not being rude. I'm not, being, I'm not even trying to be sarcastic. I don't have no desire for none of that. But I have got the desire to some of you to really be blessed. Because I believe the opportunity is coming. Uh, if, if we're going to purchase the field and build the buildings and move in the operation that God wants us to, it's going to take finances. And I couldn't think of a better place to come in than from the apostolic people. And there's times that we're going to look at a few of those. And uh, that we see where, uh, did you know that, that giving is one of the greatest um, ingredients of revival? One of the two greatest revivals they had in the Old Testament for Israel was on Hezekiah. Hezekiah came in and he got the house of God back in order. Got all the junk out. Reestablished it. Reset back up the Levites and the priests. Brought back in order the altars and the services. And everything in, in a manner and a way that it should have been set up. And... Um, it moved upon the people. And I think I got the scriptures, so maybe we'll get to go through them. I got so many, I'm going to be in trouble tonight. I only got two pages, but I got a lot of places. I got marked anyway, so I'm going to do my best here. But they was giving, and they gave so much. Man, I'm telling you, they, they had to stop them. There's something about giving. 
The Bible says it's greater blessing to give than to receive. You can't have something you don't, you can't give something you don't have. Okay? And uh, I know, I know we've tried different things uh, as organizations have tried different things. And it works to a certain degree. Sometimes you do things by faith. Um, you know, and uh, you step out by faith and do those things. But at the same time, God, man, has set up a plan here for us. So, when you begin to look at this, and let me make this statement. Regardless of how many abuses that's been made, even like the time with the, the two priests, Phineas and the, the two uh, sons of Eli, uh, are the time that you read in Corinthians when they mishandled some things, it does not give you and I an excuse of not applying and doing what God has given us to do. Okay? I don't care how many schemes this went on. I don't care how many horror stories you hear. It does not relieve you and I the obligation of paying our tithes and giving our offerings. We're still responsible as individuals. Decisions. Got to make some decisions. Now, I, I'm not preaching something that I have not experienced, okay, and been involved in. And I may not even mention that because I hadn't even thought of it to just then. But I don't want to sound like trying to waste some, because that's not the intent here. To be able to do this, it takes genuine faith. And here, watch this. The only reason that you and I will not apply ourselves and do it like the scriptures taught us is there's because there is a lack of faith and without faith it's impossible to please God okay but if you've got good Holy Ghost genuine faith you're going to pay it and knowing God's going to take care of the rest I don't care what them folks come to you and tell you, well, you go buy your groceries first and you pay your light bill first and you pay your phone bill first and you pay this first. No, you pay your tithes first. The Proverbs told you, you give first. Okay? And I'm going to touch on some things and it's going to, it's going to, it's going to, well, well, the word of God's been pricking souls since the day of Pentecost. <laughs> <laughs> they was pricked. Anybody been pricked? Did you like it? Did you jump up and say, prick me again, stick me again. No. It didn't feel good. But, but if we'll listen to it and, and have an ear to hear what it has to say. So God has instituted this to support the church. And it started way back. It actually started before the tabernacle. Now, watch this. You heard an hour and... 30 minutes, 40 minutes, two Sunday nights ago about the tabernacle and being the temple. You heard this past Sunday night about the importance of making decisions. You're going to hear tonight, before even the tabernacle plan was set up, that a tithing and a, a financial support system was set up before Moses ever steps on the scene and before for, for the tabernacle was ever brought, or Levites or priests. It's not a man or preacher's doctrine. It's a God thing. And thank God it's not a man or a preacher's deal because he's the one that tried to have to back it up. But when it's a God thing, God can back up what he says. And when you and I, and we'll approach this at the end, and I hope some of my parents is on some face of change the time we get there, because how you receive this and how you handle this will also play a very important role whether or not God can bless it. I'm telling you, money has always been a little, little whatever, even in this local assembly and almost any other place you go. When you start talking about money, it's almost like you take the winds out of the sail. When it ought to be right the opposite. Because hmm. this is the greatest financial plan you're ever going to get involved in. This is the greatest investment that you're ever going to get involved in. It's got the greatest benefits in this life and in that one to come. 
It's got it all covered. Now I'm telling you, there's not a Bill Gates or a Buffett or a Trump or anybody else that could trump what's in this book and what God, the financial plan that God got set up for us. We got the best thing there is going. We got the only thing that survived, amen, is going to survive even in Revelation. And when others in famine and places like that, God could send his people, his one God keeper of people, he could send them to Egypt and bring them out rich. But only God can do it when we obey him and we do it with the right spirit. And boy, and the first one of you start saying and start making remarks. That's all that preacher, that pastor did. I'm going to tell you, God's going to whip your hide. I'm telling you ahead of time. God's going to get your attention because God knows this pastor hadn't done that. I'm trying to help those that want to be helped. If you don't want to be helped, you just keep struggling. You just keep staying in the mud. You keep your complaining and murmuring. But I'm telling you in the Holy Ghost, God's going to get the whip out. You're going to see it and everybody else is going to start seeing it. Amen. Amen. God separating even in the church. Not individuals. I love and do my best to treat love everybody. But we want the blessings of God. We want the favor of God. <laughs> and it, it's going to take money. It's going to take money. It takes a lot of money. Some of you, some of you would absolutely be shocked if I told you what we paid some of these evangelists. <laughs> Thank you, Brother Randy. But how many of us goes out on a job without first finding out what's it going to pay? What kind of benefits it got? You know? If I got to leave my family. Most of them leave out sometimes. They don't. They just by faith. <laughs> and you know what? Our, the church way back really experienced a lot of that back in the days. Thank God for his blessings that we're able to bless them. You know, I mean, we could give them some chickens. We got 30,000. <laughs> we can give them some lumber. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But you know what I'm saying? Back in the day, that's what, but you know what? But everybody in the same boat. <laughs> It was a sacrifice for them to give that chicken, to give that hog, or to give that $5. You can be seated. It's going to be a slow night tonight. So we just, you know, uh, I'm, going to, I'm going to do my best to, to cover this. So when you look back and you go to Genesis, the 14th chapter, you're going to see here it talks about Abraham. Now, the beginning of this chapter, you see where Lot, you see the kings rose up and they went to Sodom. Gomorrah and other cities, other kings rose up and took them because they were rebelled against them. And so they rose up and took them and took Lot, took his goods, took his wives, took the women folks and the people. But one escaped and come and told Abram. Abram took his 318 servants that he trained in his own house. Boy, I caught that. Thank God for training. You know, we can't always do everything we do just off, you know, we're just going to sit around and wait and God's going to do it magically. But I'm so thrilled of these young people and young boys and girls that's coming and getting prayer. And man, I'm praying. I'm praying. I'm praying a hedge around them. I'm praying God to get a hold of their minds, that God to get a hold of their hearts. God to put something inside of them that they want to live for God, that they want to serve God. They want the Holy Ghost. They won't, they won't know anything about alcohol. They don't know anything about drinking. They won't know anything about carousing. They won't know anything about ball playing. They don't know, no, I want to know what it is to know God. I want to know the voice of God. I want to know the anointing of God. I want to speak in that heavenly language. I want to dress right. I want to talk right. I want to live right. Amen. 
Amen. It's up to you and I, amen, to put it in them. And we got to do it at the house of God. We got to do it in our own houses. We got to do it when we get up in the morning. We got to do it in the midday. We got to do it when we lay them down at nighttime, honey. This is not just a Wednesday night deal, a Sunday morning, a Sunday night deal, honey. This is the everyday deal. We'll live that way. I'll tell you, we can turn our community upside down. Now, why is all this so important? And I'm jumping ahead of myself a little bit, but well, let me, let me deal with this first. Let me prove the fact of tithes. Everybody know what tithes is? Tithes is what? means 10%. The Bible says, I've been asked this, the Bible says 10% of your increase. That's, that's how it puts it. So whatever's an increase to you. And that's how you look at it. Now, some... Praise, pays off the net, some pays off the gross, whatever's the increase. I leave it, you know, I leave it strictly up to you. That's what the Bible says, increase. That's where I'm going to stay, <laughs> okay? I'm not going to fuss and fight and all this other stuff. I'm not going to do all that. Now, I'll tell you what we always done. <laughs> we pay, always paid off the gross, and we rounded it up, not down. I didn't, please don't be offensive when I fix to say, <laughs> I didn't pay $52.10, we pay 55. Now, you know what the problem with some of that is? Some, some people's got the idea that they're never going to be tried or tested. I beg the difference with you. Me and my wife knows exactly what it is, amen, to go through. And I said I wasn't going to do that. But anyway, okay, I'm going to move on. We're just going to leave that alone. But with Abraham, as you watch him, and uh, he goes and he gets a lot and he brings the people back. He brings the wives back. He brings all the goods back. And so king of, of Solomon comes to greet him and to meet him. But not just the king of Solomon, but also there was a priest, priest of Melchizedek. Now there's a lot of talk and teaching about Melchizedek, who he is. Where did he come from? Do you know father and mothers? And a lot of that said, but he represents the priesthood. So because of time, I won't go into all, but I'm later, maybe sometime, whatever, I'm just going to prove the fact, amen, that Jesus Christ is going to follow the priesthood of Melchizedek, not Aaron. Melchizedek existed as a priest unto the Almighty God. Go back, and if you'll read that. Uh, Abraham said to the king of Sodom, I have lifted up my hand. Let me, um, I got these verses. And Melchizedek, king of Salem, notice he's known as a king here, brought forth bread and wine. Notice the two items he brings, bread and wine. And he was the priest of the most high God. Catch that. He is known as the priest of the most high God. What God are we serving? What God we represent, the high God, the Almighty. We believe in one. We don't believe in half a dozen. We don't believe in three. We don't believe in two. We believe in one. Amen. We want to please him and we're going to follow his orders. It doesn't matter if nobody else is doing it. We want to stay with the ordinance. And so we see how this unfolded when he brought all this back. And, and he, told, he told the king of Sodom that a... Hey, He's given it all back, just except what the young men, which is, I believe was probably 318 men that he had trained, what they had eaten and all, and then it was two or three of the servants, what was given to them. But he gave, because he didn't want him to take the credit that he was rich. That's what Abram, amen, told the king. But what I'm setting up here is where a tenth, a tenth, go back and read that. You'll see where a tenth, amen, was given to Melchizedek, amen, the priest, 10%. Out of Abraham was paid or given unto him. And when he first comes back and he pays that. So we see the tithing starts right there. Then the next time you read about it, Now we're in the book of Genesis. We ain't got to Exodus. We ain't got to Moses. We ain't got to the tabernacle. <laughs> but, we, but again, I believe it's the 28th chapter of Genesis. You're going to read of Jacob. And Jacob is his fleece from Esau. And he, the first night out, he leaves his hand on the pillar. Somebody preached on it before. Somebody mentioned this the other night. And, but anyway, the point I'm going to make there, he made a promise to God. He said, this Jehovah God that I send from a ladder, sending and descending, 
<laughs> if he's the Jehovah God, then I'm going to come back. I'm going to find what? If he provides for me food, raiment, peace in my home. And that says a lot in, this, in the condition and what Jacob was facing at that moment in time. Okay? Uh, he said, and he promised him that when he come back, I'm going to give him a tenth of everything that I've increased or profit. I'm going to give a 10%. So we see a, a doctrine, a practice of, now remember, now, this is Jacob. Okay? Hmm. And Jacob's change, name's changed 20 years later, and so he becomes Israel. It's out of the seed of Israel. You get the 12 tribes, and out of that 12 tribe, there's a Levite tribe. It's where the priesthood comes from. And so all of this is really being set up and what's going to take an order and what needs to transpire and, and unfold, amen, with this unfolding here. And so, and I, I, I know with my time here, but, but um, so I'm just going to highlight a few things to help us to really understand what, what needs to take place. And uh, man, I, I, I'm, I'm telling you, I got way too much probably. Uh, but anyway, let's go to Leviticus 2730. And all the tithe of the land, whether of the seed of the land or of the fruit of the tree, in the Lord's, it is holy unto the Lord. I've had some of you, and we, we, you're just kidding, okay? But let me just say this, because watch this. And all the man will redeem out of his tithes, and he shall add thereto the fifth part thereof. Now, boy, that's, that one's a tough one. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to brush on this. <laughs> And uh, I'm a, I'm a, uh, let me ask you something. If, if you don't pay, if you've got a truck note, car note, if you don't pay it, what do they do? You get, you, you get the privilege of not driving it any longer, right? Three months. Now, you can hide it. You can do this, do it. But sooner or later, they're going to come get it. And you know what? When they come and get that automobile, they're going to take everything that's in that automobile. If you got your favorite gun, if you got stacks of $100 bills, I don't know why you'd have them not pay your car note, but anyway, we do some crazy things sometimes. And they're going to take, take, take it all. They probably have a key. They might have, and I've never had this done. I'm listening. I've heard other people. <laughs> now, I've took one back one time, and I told them they was getting it back. And we left there. It was 11 o'clock that night before we left. Praise God. First Toyota I ever owned it. Best thing ever done. But anyway. I'm just telling you, <laughs> hallelujah, God helped us, amen, but anyway, so, so they repossess it, so this fifth part of this tithing, you know, when you start talking, so <laughs> when, when you go to the bank and borrow money, what do they make you pay? <laughs> so if you rob or borrow from God, he may expect more than 10% back. You can dig a hole pretty quick if you're not careful. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Okay? Boy, I hope I can handle this. <laughs> I'm, not trying to be, I'm not trying to be nothing. I'm just trying to help some of us. Get out of some mud holes. Get out of some places where God can bless us. And so when you move from that and you keep moving along, you're going to see some things that really begin to transpire and begin to take place. And, and so let's, let's, um, let, let's try to, to go, to, go to some places maybe and just try to make some sense out of some of this. Uh, let, me, let me just do it this way. The storehouse. Malachi talks about the storehouse. Um, where do you bring ties? You bring them to the storehouse. You don't, I'm going to help somebody here. I have been asked this. Been a long time, but I've been asked this. Well, can I take my tithes and pay my sister's bill? I mean, we don't have a pastor, we don't have a preacher. So can I take my tithes? No, the Bible says to bring your tithes to the storehouse. That's here. That's the house of God. You don't, pay your, your, you don't pay your light bill, and you don't pay somebody else's light bill with it. <laughs> Hallelujah. Okay? 
It belongs to the house of God. Now, if you want the benefits and the blessings of God, you're going to do it God's way. And then, then Proverbs, if you move on to there, it's the first. Okay? That means that when you get your check, one of the first things you need to do is pay your tithes. If you want the blessings of God. Okay? Well, what difference does it make if I wait to six months or it's not the plan of God? All right, let me ask you a question. The place you're working at, and it depends on how they pay you. Some, place, some places pay every week, some every two weeks, and some once a month. But what if they, when you got to work tomorrow, they said, look, we decided not to pay you until December the 31st. How well would that go over? Would you get, just get excited about it and just... Well, that's the way you do in the house of God and God. When you don't pay your first, then you're controlling, manipulating... You depend on everybody else to support it until the end of the journey. And you can't receive the blessings of God. I've just given you Bible. Okay? And I'm, it's up to you how you do it from here, from here, from them on. But I will tell you something. You're not going to be able to look at your pastor and say you hadn't been told. Okay? That's all I'm trying to do here. I'm trying to help us. I'm telling you, if God ever helped me and dealt with me about something, it's this right here. Because there's too many that's struggling. It can't hardly make it from one paycheck to the next. And that's not the will of God. Not all the time. It may happen. And they may come a trying time. But I promise you, if you'll do like Job, the end of the journey somewhere, buddy, she's fixing to turn around. God's fixed to turn that, that wagon around. It's a promise from God. He promised to them. Anybody ever noticed that Malachi was the last book in the Old Testament? Hmm. Well, I've always found that amazing. Where Malachi is when it brings this topic up and subject up. Now, it started prior to that. Because in those setting of scriptures, if my memory serves me right, that was the fifth and sixth time. Amen. That they questioned him. Saying, where? How have we, how have we robbed from you? How have we stole from you? So anytime we withhold, we're stealing from God, not from man. You're not even stealing from the first Jesus name church of Bendale. You're actually robbing God. And he's the blesser. Okay, he's the one. He's the one that opened doors that can't be opened. He's the one that closes doors that can't be closed. So, when you look back, if you want to check me up on some of this, go back to Nehemiah, the tenth, eleventh, and twelfth chapter. Watch the orders of things they start setting up and putting things in positions for the tabernacle. Because watch this, because this is another thing. How many of you? How many? The scripture says God inhabits the praises of His people. Anytime we preach, anytime we worship, anytime we play, anytime we sing, we want what in it? The habitation of God in it, because the Spirit of God is what draws all men. And so, this is part of it. I'm going to tell you something. It doesn't matter how much talent we got. It doesn't matter how gifted we are. It doesn't matter, you know, what's our last name. And if our family's been, you know, in the family since the first, first foreign board was put up. God still expects us to do our part. Because I want his blessings and I want his favor on it. Okay? So. Let me get back to some of this and we'll try to work from that. 
Let's go back to Numbers. Let's just go to Numbers um, 18. We'll start with Numbers 18. 18 to 21. And behold, I have given the children of Levi of all the tenth. Now this is going to work on some of us as preachers. In Israel for an inheritance. For their service which they serve, even the service of the tabernacle of the congregation, neither must the children of Israel henceforth come nigh the tabernacle of the congregation, lest they bear sin and die. Now notice, they couldn't participate. They couldn't get involved. They weren't they wouldn't the ones that was going to come in and take care, tear down the tabernacle and tote the tabernacle and see anything. They wasn't. Unless they would die. But the Levites shall do the service of the tabernacle of the congregation, and they shall bear their iniquity. Well, watch what's, what's, what's he telling them. All right. Whenever Moses started giving out the land, the Levites didn't get any inheritance. No land. He moved upon the other tribes to bless them, to provide for them, that they wouldn't have land to tend to or be occupied doing other things. Why? Because if I get this right, they was at that tabernacle every day. It wasn't just a Sabbath day deal. Because the people may come on any time with sin and bring an offering and they had to be there. To keep the iniquity out. That's the reason even as us as preachers. Better watch and have any activities we get involved in. I'm going I'm to say this. Shame on us when we spend. Golfing on 18 or hunting. 10 hours a day. And often, and yet try to balance out the time we stand in prayer and studying the Word of God. I have realized, in especially in the last year or so, it takes a lot more studying and reading than what you may think for this to really start coming together. But I believe God's helping us right here in Bendale, Mississippi. Because we want, we want to go back to some old landmarks. Because we want some old pouring out of the Holy Ghost. In Mississippi. Or in Bendale, Mississippi. I want to see some folks that receive the Holy Ghost. And when they receive the Holy Ghost. It won't have to be second guessed. There'll be such a transformation takes place. When's the last time you had a new birth in your house and somebody had to remind you? Hey, you got a baby. <laughs> no. <laughs> you know when some new births is brought into the house. They may just be visiting. And you'll know when they show up. <laughs> Amen. And thank God for it. But you see what I'm saying. Let's drop down to 26 verse same, same, same chapter Thus speak unto the Levites And say unto them When he take the children of Israel The tithes which have been given you From them for your inheritance Then ye shall offer up And keep offering of it for the Lord Even a tenth part of the tenth The point I'm trying to make In, in this study right here Tithing is a tenth. It's 10%. There's no if and and. Somebody questions you about that from now on, you let them know this is from the Bible. This came, amen. It started before the tabernacle. It started with Abraham. And it's in the tabernacle plan. Moses gave it. He gave it to the Levites. The Levites even pay it unto the Levites, a tenth of their tenth. Everybody pays tithes. Nobody's exempt. Everybody going to pay tithes. So we're not preaching or trying to bring something to you that we're not a part of. We pay it too. We pay it. Like it or not, we pay it. We like it though. 
I try to overpay. I believe if I pay enough, God will start giving me to match the tithing. It won't surprise me that the tithing of this church don't start coming being four and five and six hundred thousand a year. Because, amen, I'm telling you, whatever you plant's what's coming up. The law of harvest, amen, works. It works in spiritual things. It works in financial things. It works in fleshly things. It works in obeying God. But if you keep planting the same seed or keep having the same attitude in your plant, you're going to keep getting the same old crop. So, that's really so important as you watch it unfold. Now, we know for sure you could go to Psalms 110 and 4. If you would, just kind of jot some of this down to back this up for me because I'm done past my time. About Melchizedek and the, the order and the priest order of it. That order he follows. Now, watch this. Aaron's priesthood came to an end. Jesus Christ didn't come out of Aaron's priesthood. Come out of Melchizedek, which says from even way back there that there be no end to it. Thank God for the priesthood called Jesus Christ. Thank God for the high priest called Jesus Christ. Amen. I'm telling you, he's a faithful high priest. He's interceding all the time. He's in the heavens, amen, in that sanctuary interceding for you and I right now. Don't ever underestimate the powers of your prayer and supplication. Don't ever underestimate, amen, your obedience. There's a promise, amen, in your tithing and in your offering. Hallelujah, that God will supply your needs. That God will make a way where there seems to be no way. I'm not talking about that you're going to have to have millions of dollars. But what I am talking about, honey, as David said, I've never seen the righteous forsaken or a seed begging bread. God's always made a way. He made a way for the man of God. He's going to make a way for you and I. This world's headed in of a dilemma and a situation. A lot of people's worried about food. They worried about this, store up, this, store up. The, the best thing you and I can do is store up our tithes and offerings in the kingdom of God. They'll bring blessings that nothing else can bring. So, do we have any New Testament to help back this up? Let's go to 1 Corinthians 9 chapter. I know it's 20 to 9. Apostles, freedom and power. You watch this. And, and, and Paul's a, he talks about himself and talks about the freedom they got. And, and he's even willing to work. He was a tent maker. There are times. Amen. Pastors are willing to work to help compensate and help, you know, you know the... Uh, help bless, help things work better, to do more, have more ways of doing things. And that's the reason we, we try to help. Huh. So we try to help a man take from, well, I won't mention none of that. Some of you might be, a, and I don't mean it that way, but anyway. Uh, but as you walk on through some of this, he says, let's start about the seventh verse. Who goeth a warfare at, at any time in his own charge? Just think about it a second. Who planted a vineyard and eateth not of the fruit thereof? Or who feedeth a flock and eateth not of the milk of the flock? Say I these things as a man, or say not the law. The same also. For it is written in the law of Moses, Thou shalt not muzzle the mouth of the ox that treadeth out the corn. If you muzzle the ox, you don't feed the ox, you may have a clean crib, but you won't produce very much. Because you can't hoe and pile and do the work of an ox. But if you muzzle the ox, if you muzzle the pulpit, if you muzzle the man of God, if you muzzle the voice of God, 
When you muzzle it, honey, you just put him in a position. It doesn't matter how much crying and begging, your disobedience, amen, God cannot step around it. You can blame the church, you can blame the preacher, you can blame whoever you want to blame, but sooner or later, you're going to have to look in that mirror and say, am I the one that muzzled the ox? Am I the one, amen, to rob myself? And I didn't want to wake up and get stirred up and do what I need to do. I tell you, America's done its best to muzzle the ox and shut the pulpit down. But thank God for some men of God that's going to have an abduction and backbone and anointing. We're going to stay anchored in the pulpit. And by the grace of God, pull some people out of the pit that they're in. You can love me, like me, do what you want to. But I'm telling you, Lord God, give us a financial plan that'll bring us out on the other side. We don't send our men. They pay their own way to war. We don't ask not any farmer to plant a garden or plant a farm and not eat of it himself. He goes on. For it is written in the law of Moses, thou shalt not muzzle the mouth of the ox that treadeth out the corn. Doth God take care for an oxen? Is it by the oxen? Or saith he it all together for our sakes? For our sakes, no doubt. This is written, that he that plows should plow in hope, and that he that threshes in hope should be partaker of this. So threshes actually is the one that takes the time to separate the grain from the husk. You know, this call of God business is not what, if we're not careful, we've allowed... If we're not careful, we allow the hypes and we allow a lot of this stuff make it look like, and it's really not. If it's ever been a time, and I'm going to say this, and I'm not against nobody, I'm, I'm definitely for organizations, I'm, I'm, but, but I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to preach on this Sunday night, not this, but on this same, this same using Peter again. But, but watch this. It takes toiling. Peter was the experienced fisherman, right? He was the one, and they had toiled all night, and they hadn't gained anything, hadn't prospered nothing. I've taught this before. There's nothing more disheartening or frustrating to me than to work hard and put everything you got into, and at the end of the day, you look around, it don't look like you've accomplished nothing. Oh, that's so disheartening. And so... They was, what was they doing? They was mending their nets. They was cleaning them and getting them, you know, mended back places that might have got torn things. And Jesus, because of the press of the people, he needs a place. He needs a platform. And guess whose boat he chooses? It's Peter's. He gets up in it. And, and, after talking to the people, he looks at Peter and he says, go out into the deep. Make a draw. Now, Jesus told him to drop the nets. And I'm, I'm, I'm advertising for Sunday night. <laughs> to drop the nets. But if I read the scripture right, because listen to what Peter said. Hey, we've told all night. But nevertheless, at thy word. Not because, because all the experience I've ever had is telling me the fish is not out there. I'm so tired and weary. We've toiled all night. And besides, you're a carpenter's son and I'm the fisherman. If you're not careful, some of you are saying that old preacher, all oh, he's trying this and he's trying, he's doing that. You put it ever how you want to do it. But somewhere along the journey, you better wake up and realize that God's not as far away from the pulpit and the five-fold ministry he was in the Old Testament. And if you rob God in the Old Testament, honey, you're robbing him in the New Testament. And you're digging your own grave. And you're digging your own dilemma. And it ain't nobody's fault but your own. Because you and I have got to have an ear to hear what the Word of God. And by the Word of God, faith comes. And so Peter's put all of that aside. 
and he jumped off in the deep and what did he do? He dropped one net, but he found out one net wasn't enough. He began to call for other boats and other people because old Peter's always bring the blessings of God. And, and I'm fixing close. I know. Uh, let's go one more time. I got way too many scriptures, but I'm, I'm telling you, covering a third of them. But anyway, let us stand. I'm sorry. Um, I want to finish up with this. I want this to be exciting to you, actually. I really do. I want this to strike something inside of you. I want this to wake up something inside of you. I want it to, to, to the understanding and the realization. What's at your fingertips? What's available unto you? Amen. Of what God would do. And, and I really believe, because the faithfulness of some of you has been so faithful... And God's going to make a way for some areas in your lives that right now you're not real sure of, but you've been faithful. And God's going to bless you. God's going to help you. But Paul's writing again to Corinthian church, 2 Corinthians 9 chapter. This I say, he which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly. And he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. Every man according as he purposeth in his heart, so let him give. Not grudgingly, or of necessity. The situation doesn't have to, you know, you can't wait until the ship's about to go on. Promotes us and, and motivates us to give. We see somebody, they're almost going under. They both, no. For God loveth a cheerful giver. Huh. I want to find it. I want to be excited about. I want to be excited about the numbers I'm putting out there. Malachi said, prove me. Malachi's telling him, prove me. Just try me. Just get the right spirit and the right attitude and just see what I'll do for you. Hallelujah. But if you can't put just this and that, that's all you're ever going to do. And you're going to wait and let everybody else. Hallelujah. No, they want to be something that gets a hold of my spirit. Here's the point I'm trying to make. Hallelujah. The right preparations is good. If we believe in revival, we believe in a move of God, there's got to be the right preparations made. Or when they get here, we won't be able to house them. Or when they get here, we won't be able to instruct them. Or when they get here, if I'm still having to deal with you as babies, and I'm still having to deal with pacifiers and bottles, then what in the world I'm going to do? What two hundred other babies show up? What am I gonna do, Amen? What two hundred others show up? What am I gonna do if some of us don't have enough meat? I've got enough gumption about enough Holy Ghost about enough faith about. I'll take them in, Pastor. I'll take two or three of them. I'll love them. I'll train them. And the pastor won't have to worry about them being polluted. Uh, you really ain't gotta listen to that, Pastor. I'm trying to help us now, that's all. I'm trying to help us. I'm going to tell you something. If that pastor's preaching this book, and it's an honor to God, I wasn't a pastor. That was the same as the voice of God. And that's the way we better, we got to get back there. Because if you don't believe that, 
Your unbelief hinders the miracles in your lives and the miracles in this church. But if I can ever get you to that place, that was God. And that's a God thing. And I'm going to do it, amen, unto the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. I'm going to do it as unto the Lord. I'm going to do it as unto the Lord. I'm going to do it as unto the king of kings and lord of lords. I'm going to show up and do my part because I'm in love with God. We love you tonight. Appreciate you. We really do. And maybe, maybe sometime we'll see. Go back and touch on it some more. But your tithes and offerings means all the difference in the world. I promise you, be faithful to them. Be committed to it. Purpose in your heart and mind tonight. I'm going to do different. I'm going to do different. If I have to sell something, I'm going to tell you something. I'd do it in a heartbeat. If I got in that situation, I'd sell something. I'd get rid of the deer dogs if that's what it took. Because if I got rid of them with the right spirit and the right attitude, God give me two more or four more or six more or eight more down the road. That's better than the ones I got. Hallelujah. You understand what I'm telling you? But we got to be willing to sacrifice and we got to be willing to step out. We got to be willing to believe him. You got to quit letting carnality. You got to quit letting carnality. You got to quit letting the ideas and opinions you got by you got by. But you're working on credit and you're working on extended time. But your time is running out. running out so we need to get a stirring we need to get a shaking God I want to be right the coming of the Lord's at hand I want to get I want to, I want to get right I want to get right praise God love you tonight and why don't we just come together let's just as an act of faith step out and just come together we won't take no music nothing I know my time's up but let's just take a moment Ask God to help us with our finances. We want to please God. And you know what? If we please God, folks, Brother Ford Dimension, he won't put more on us than what we can bear. He won't put more money on you than you can handle. Huh? If he blesses you with it, he's going to trust you with it. I won't even be able to trust me with it. If he decides to give me $10 million, I won't even be able to trust me with it. That I won't just hoard up or do this or do that. No, I find, amen, some places he invested into the kingdom of God. Not into my own kingdom, amen, but in the kingdom of God. In a manner of way, because it's about soul winning. It's about soul winning. It's about soul winning. It's about soul winning. So we want God to help us touch our minds, to touch our hearts, to touch our spirit, that we'll handle them foes just like God wants us to handle it. What's pleasing to him, that are open to the windows and the doors of heaven, that he can pour out his blessings. Amen, amen. God, we love you tonight and appreciate you. We're so thankful for your goodness and grace and mercy, your long-suffering and gentleness. You have been so good to us. God, we don't deserve all this goodness and grace and mercy and the powers of your love and presence. But Lord, I'm asking you to help us, starting with me as the pastor, that our hearts and minds and spirits, amen, would be just how you would have it to be in the Holy Ghost, in sacrificing and giving and committing our ways unto you, amen, to generate what pleases you and what gives you honor, that brings your blessings and favor upon this congregation, that will bring your favor and blessings upon this community, God. There'd be families in this community that would be blessed, people that we've never even met, that we don't even know, because your blessings because we'd open up our hearts of giving we'd open up our hearts amen of giving not just money but giving of our time and energy and talent and ability unto the kingdom of God to the call of God that we would see the revival that you want to give us that we could see the move of God upon this place even on this Wednesday night there'd be a touch of the Holy Ghost upon every man woman born girl in this assembly there'd be a hunger and a thirst that would get created in our children a hunger and thirst created in our young people a hunger and thirst created God from the earth oldest unto the youngest. Hallelujah. To want to please you. To want to honor you. To want to walk by faith and do the work of the Lord. We believe in you tonight, God, to stir us up. We believe in you tonight, God, to work on our behalf and help us along this journey. We refuse to be the tail. We desire to be the head. And it's by your touch and blessings it's going to come. All the glory and praise and honor is going to be lifted to you, Jesus. 
Praise the Lamb, praise the Lamb, praise the Lamb tonight. You know your situation, you know where you're at. It's up to you now. I've done my best to give you what the book says. It's a lot of time I had. It's up to you. Please, let faith get a hold of you. Let faith get a hold of you. I want to please you, God. I want to please you. Love you tonight. Appreciate you. If you would, in your time of prayer, I need you to pray for my brother Anthony. His heart's got to get stronger. They are. They uh, told him today, basically, you know, they scared him, tried to fix the valve or do anything. Don't know if he can handle it. Uh, it's going to be totally up to him. So the main thing he needs is that heart to get stronger. The bypass, they was hoping it would do it, but it didn't. And um, so that's kind of where he's at. So his, his heart, his physical heart, a man needs to be stronger. It's, it's not even, I don't best they can tell now, it's not even 25%. And uh, so that's kind of where he's at. So if you would, your time of prayer, just pray, God, God. Uh, I text Heather and I told her, I said, ask the doctor what it would take to make the heart stronger. And uh, she did. And um, he couldn't give her an answer, to be honest. He just... It's kind of a situation. He says, hey, this, that heart's very, very weak. He didn't give him a whole lot of hope of any direction. Uh, even if they went in and fixed the stem, he said, hey, I mean the valve, he said. And, and it's leaking. It's leaking bad enough. That's what's affecting the lungs. And, uh, but anyway, so, so what we need is God. God to just move on his situation and to strengthen his heart. Amen. That maybe something could be done. Okay? Love you. Appreciate you tonight. Let's love one another. Pray for one another. Let's let God work for us. God bless you. Appreciate you.